Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert Tifa Snow and your host, Greg Phelps. Hello and welcome to the Dementia Care Partners podcast featuring dementia care and education specialist Tifa Snow. And I'm your host, Greg Phelps. Tifa, anybody who has had a loved one in care or worked as a care partner is likely familiar with today's topic, which covers glasses, hearing aids, false teeth, hip protectors, walkers, and so on. And conversations typically sound something like this. Where's mom's teeth? Or how come dad isn't wearing his hearing aids? And so on and so on. It, it's sort of like a, a, a ongoing game of hide the you know what. Uh-huh. Why? Is it because I don't need them? Is it because they don't work? Is it because I forget? I mean, what's up with that? Okay. So let, that going down that laundry list, and you did a nice job of listing many of the laundry items. Um are most of those things recent acquisitions or are they things I've used throughout my lifetime? And so I'm really familiar with them. What do you think on most? Well, I, I think most people, you know, like I, you've been wearing glasses a long time. I've been wearing mm-hmm. glasses a long time. So, yeah, and I've had my teeth for a while. So I think I kind of used to, to have You're those. Used to. Yeah. yeah. So for those of us who've had things a long time, typically what will make us not want to use them is they're not working anymore. I mean, they don't, they don't work. What, or, what do you mean they don't work? Should I go get my prescription checked out? Or Yeah. So what's wrong with my eyes isn't my eyeglasses anymore. My challenge with what I'm having trouble with isn't because of my glasses. My glasses are not helping me because I'm having, for instance, a difficult time going from working at something on the table to looking up across the room and seeing what's going on over there and then returning my gaze to the table. So my challenge isn't my glasses. My progressive lenses work as well as they ever did. The problem is my brain is really having a hard time switching from this activity to that, to this, to that. So somebody says something while we're playing dominoes and I look up and I'm like, what? Because to come out of playing dominoes to have a social conversation means my eyes have to let go of the dominoes. My brain has to let go of dominoes. I've got to look up at you. I've got to get the right focus on you, which means I have to use the other part of the glasses. And then I've got to figure out what we're talking about. And then and then I have to turn it around and get back to the tabletop. So at some point, I may decide these glasses are just not working. They're giving me a headache. Now, is it actually the glasses that are giving me the headache, Greg? Probably not. Probably not. Or I say, you're shut up. If you're going to play, play. And so it sounds like I'm aggravated. But then when I look down, I start tipping my head down. Now, if I have progressive lenses and I start tipping my head down, what happens, Greg? Well, it kind of screws your vision up even more. You're looking yeah, at the top half and the bottom half. Yeah, because those lenses are for far distance, right? So I, I can't use my glasses like I used to use my glasses because of my changing brain cognition abilities and my inability to hold on to that data. Now, if you just use readers, which is a very common event for many people, apparently, not you or I, because we've used glasses forever, but readers, we only need it for close work. Then there's two possibilities. I'm not doing close work, so I take them off. And then I do want to do close work, and I can't find them. 
because where I put them, there are several things and I can't find those particular things among the other things. Or I had them in my pocket and I laid them down somewhere or I. And so this is that phenomena where they're still helpful when I have them, but I don't have them when I want them. And then there's the whole possibility. I don't remember I need readers. And if that's the case, when do we start enlarging print and not expecting me to use the readers? I mean, we've got to make choices here. Okay, so that's a little insight into the into the vision. Yeah. But how about how about the teeth and things like that? Like, you know, yeah. I kind of need my teeth to chew things, you know, you and do. all of a sudden, what, what yeah, happens? But here's the deal. A couple of possibilities. Number one, maybe they don't fit so well anymore. Because, you know, you're not chewing your food that much actually you're sort of munching it a bit and then chop, swallowing it down well we so, just got mom some new ones and now she's not wearing them you know now she's not wearing them yeah so here's the deal food is more than just chomping it's texture it's taste it's smell and when you have that upper plate and the lower plate it hides the texture and the taste and the smell. It makes it harder to taste and, and smell and feel the texture because you have all these artificial things in there. So many people actually get to a place where they'd rather feel their food with their mouths than they would have these devices in. And it's hard to get them seated just right. And it's they get loose and I feel them and I mess with them and then I play with them and then I take them out because what are these anyway? Um, and so I get rid of them because frankly, it's weird. It's a weird thing in your mouth, even though I've used them for like maybe five, 10 years um, or maybe even longer. But now I don't like the feel of them in my mouth. Well, let, let's combine that with... Um... I, I should put these somewhere special so that I can get them later. Oh yeah. Well, that's true. You know, I only use them for chewing and then I don't need them anymore. So I'll use them for chewing. Then I take them out and I put them in my napkin um, because I don't need them and I'll put them in my pocket so I don't lose them. And then I'll put that in the wash. Whoops, wait, I forgot about the pocket in the wash and the, or, or I'll store them someplace safe. One of my most interesting finds was in the crook of the toilet. You know how you have that little, if you take it down, it's flushed and you put them up in there, people won't find them and steal them. Hmm. I hmm. won't wear those ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you only discover it's there when you have a backup that maintenance isn't very happy about. And then uh. you start plunging and you find out what it was that was down in there that was surprising. <laughs> so do hearing aids stop working for people at a certain point? Because we, we do hear a lot of, about that in care facilities that all of a sudden, you know, dad used to wear his hearing aids, mom used to wear hearing aids. And now yeah. they just don't seem to work no matter if I bought a new $1,700 pair and they still don't work. Yeah. So what we don't talk about too much uh, or enough, I think, in dementia is the possibility that foreground background is becoming challenging for people. So it's hard to separate what's in this immediate space around me and, and about me and with me and what's further out in the environment. And what the sound is, is a meaningful sound, the conversation I'm having, and what sound is just a eh, background, tune it out. Our brains do that spontaneously when they're healthy. The problem is, you know, that's not actually going to work 
as my brain starts to fail me. I can hear everything I could hear before and it's noisier because there's no separation of foreground background and there's no ability to be careful about this is a word, this is a sentence, this is related to the conversation. And that is water running in the background. That is a door opening and closing. These are plates clicking. There's a two sidebar conversations going on two tables over. And all of a sudden I just wanted to quit. I just need it to stop. I'm getting overwhelmed. And so people will frame it as this hearing aid isn't working. And it's like, well, maybe it's working too well. And it's giving me everything to sort through what's not working is my brain. It can't handle all that. And so people can try to adjust and adapt what comes in and what doesn't. Um, you know, it's, what's interesting is over recently on Zoom, they've gotten so good at eliminating sounds other than the human voice that it's hard to do singing together because we can't hear sounds outside of like, we can't hear drums, we can't hear road noise, we can't hear. So I can't demonstrate some things, which is interesting. But, you know, if hearing aids had that capacity, it might be more useful for people living with dementia. The challenge is right now, that's not what we have. We just have amplification, a lot, mostly we have amplification systems with some modifications. Um, and the real expensive ones, well, when you lose one of those suckers, it's real expensive. And it's like, the question is, is it worth it? Or do I only put the hearing device on when we're in a one-on-one -on -one quiet space and then they come back off for when the person is moving around in the regular space? Or do we start to use visual cues more than verbal auditory cues and keep the, the headsets for when we want to, like, you know, putting on a headset, the noise canceling headsets, so that if we want to have a conversation, we can put those on. But that's a clear indication that we're using something different, not a hidden indication that somebody might not pick up on. Deepa, we, we try and provide some answers on our, our program here, but today we actually haven't done that. We've probably raised more questions for people than we have provided answers. So can can I talk to somebody at your organization and say, here's what's happening. Can you sort of talk me through this? Should I buy more hearing aids? Should I replace the false teeth? You know, is there a person yeah. on the other end of the line? There are people on the other end of the line. And the reason I, I, want to be, I want to be real honest, the reason I can't give you an answer is it's based on individuals and where they are and what their condition is and what the environment is. And that's why we do have folks on the other end of the line. We call them consultants. And they're really super helpful at problem solving with you and, and figuring it out with puzzle pieces and, and trying to make best guess and try this, let's try this, let's see what you think, let's try this, and then we'll give it like this amount of time and then let's come back to it and see how it went. So the idea of we've got to stop thinking that our solution will be just simply, you know, here's the answer, because we won't know until we explore it what the right possibilities might be for the person you're trying to support. Deepa, thank you very much. Thank you, Greg. You've been listening to the Dementia Care Partners podcast brought to you by Positive Approach to Care. For more information, contact Positive Approach to Care at tipasnow.com. If you're signed into your Spotify account, we'd love to get your feedback. How? Click into the episode details and look over the episode question and poll. Send us your comments and vote so we can answer your questions and better tailor this content to your needs. We look forward to hearing from you.